Hey guys, welcome back to Pop Culture Confidential. I'm your host, Christina Yerling-Biro. So much movie talk around award season, but I have not forgotten about your television needs. It's an incredibly full slate of TV that's coming up. So I asked film and TV journalist Candace Frederick to join us again for some great insights. Candace writes for Harper's Bazaar, The New York Times, and Esquire, just to name a few. Now, we can only really start to scratch the surface of all the TV that's coming up. According to a recent article in the New York Times, peak TV has peaked. 2019 marked the first time that we crossed the threshold of 500 scripted shows on TV in a year. 532 comedies, dramas, and limited series were broadcast or streamed, according to the research. And apparently, the number is going to be even larger in 2020. Now, I started the year by discovering the Netflix docuseries Cheer, and I did not anticipate how much I would love it. It's a show that follows the Navarro cheerleading team in Texas, but it's the incredible coach, Monica Aldama, the kids, their stories, their struggles that had me crying and cheering every episode. I highly recommend it. Further along in the spring, I'm personally looking forward to a couple of HBO shows that are coming out with my favorite showrunners. David Simon will be back with a show based on the Philip Roth novel, The Plot Against America, and that's going to be starring Winona Ryder, Zoe Kazan, and John Turturro. David Kelly is also going to be back with a new show called The Undoing with Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman, and that's going to be directed by the great Susanna Beer. But now let's get to my conversation with Candace Frederick, who joins me to talk about some more highly anticipated shows and trends. There's going to be big stars like Kate Blanchett and Al Pacino coming back in big shows. And what would a season of TV be like without a few of producer Ryan Murphy's series? One of the shows he's coming out with is a new installment of the American crime story series called Impeachment. Remember the great show about O.J. a few years back? Well, this time it'll be about the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal. According to reports I've been reading, the U.S. premiere of this show was originally slated for September in 2020. But apparently FX has come under some criticism for scheduling it in September ahead of the general elections taking place in the country in November 2020. Critics were concerned that the show somehow potentially could sway the election results. So we'll probably see that one later in the year. But before then, we're going to be seeing a couple of shows that seem to be part of a new trend. Autobiographical sitcoms based on big stars' childhoods and teen years. We'll see one about The Rock. Apparently there's one about Sandra Bullock and the great Aquafina. But first I started by asking Candace Frederick about an unscripted and much-talked-about new show on Netflix called The Goop Lab. Now, this is about Gwyneth Paltrow's company Goop and her lifestyle and wellness methods. Paltrow's recommendations and methods have stirred up some controversy, but they're also immensely popular. Her latest line of candles, called This Smells Like My Vagina, sold out immediately. Now, what has Candace heard about the Goop Lab? Oh, yeah, it, it's she's kind of been uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, obviously, also Gwyneth Paltrow, daughter of Blythe Danner. She um, has been has created this wellness female um, wellness 
uh, brand or empire. I mean, I think it's become an empire now with the yeah, series. Seems but so. um, yeah, apparently Netflix has jumped on board. I didn't realize it was, I, I honestly didn't realize it was this uh, successful. Um, I knew it was extremely popular, but I didn't know it was that successful. But apparently it's very successful and Netflix has jumped on it. And uh, I'd be curious, although Netflix is always reticent about releasing numbers but i'd be curious to see you know what the response is and what uh what like non-critics non-journalists are actually like just regular general public viewers would uh how they're responding to it um because i don't know any anyone who's non-media who actually has had an opinion on goop right because i guess what they'll be doing is they'll showing everything from like orgasm schools to different sort of wellness things and and even sort of psychics and things like that. I guess she's pretty controversial in 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 mainstream scientific circles. <laughs> so what happens in a workshop? Everyone gets off. <sighs> what the fuck are you doing, Ashiva? <laughs> what we try to do with you is explore ideas that may seem out there or too scary. Are you guys ready to go out in the field and make a ruckus? Just another day at the office. <laughs> I had an exorcism. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know, like, how scientific and how, uh, like, what her actual, like, medical experts consist of, like, what their backgrounds are and everything. Or is this more just, like, holistic? I don't really know, but I, I mean, I think people who are already, I guess, uh, into the goop brand would jump on this, but yeah, it's definitely female friendly. I do like the, um, the idea of like, obviously focusing on, um, female orgasms, female pleasure, which Mm -hmm. obviously is a subset of female wellness, um, I, and, you know, of course I, as somebody who is a fitness advocate and a health advocate, I am marginally interested. Um, but I, I just, every, all all the promotions around it have been extremely unappealing to me, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I think I just have morbid curiosity at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the vagina candles have already sold out. I I was just reading. So, so I'm, let's see. I think you may be right that the viewership of Netflix could be potentially huge, but let's move on to some sort of mainstream TV. I know that you've seen a new show coming out called high fidelity that is going to be out soon on Hulu. Is this based on the book and film from many years ago? This is based on the book starring now, um, starring uh, Zoe Kravitz as a record store owner. Oh, I love Um, that. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, you know, who goes to record stores anymore and things like that. I I love record stores. So I was instantly, I instantly had an affinity toward it. bit of everything punk electronic hip-hop rock to put our loud yelp review decently curated cuts unpretentious location owners a little rude two and a half stars you guys have a bathroom if i let you go i gotta let everybody else go to the bathroom and i can't do that but i'm the only one here 
Um, and yeah, she is a young woman, young uh, black woman who owns a record store. So right off the gate, I'm totally interested. And, and it's not just one of those like hipster, like, oh, I own a record store because it's cool and vintage. But like, she's actually a character who is deeply invested in preserving classic tunes. And that's essentially what a record store does because um, it's it sells uh very specifically vinyls. Mm-hmm. Um, so no cassettes or DVD or CDs or anything like that. But yeah, she just, um, at the start of the series, she breaks, uh, she and her boyfriend break up. And the remainder of the series is really about um, her coming to terms with her breakup, but also just her romantic patterns um, and some of the to- toxicity that has uh, prevailed in some of it. I really enjoy, I think Zoe Kravitz is, is, I mean, she's going to be, she's already huge, but it feels like she's such a great actress and she's good in this role. Very good, very good in this role. Very kind of tailor made for her. She's very kind of hippie herself. I mean, her dad is Zoe Kravitz. Her mom is Lisa Bonet. So she is kind of this hodgepodge coming from almost seemingly coming from a, a very old era, even though she's very, very young. I think she's just like 30, 31 now. Like the coolest genes out there. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I'm looking forward to that one. Another one I'm looking forward to because I really like them is Kamal Nanjiani and his wife, Emily Gordon's um, new anthology series called Little America, which will be an Apple TV show, which um, follows stories of immigrants um, to America. Only in America do you add tax after you see the ticket price. Only in America can such a perfect game exist. Baseball. Hamburgers. Cheeseburgers. Bacon chili cheeseburgers. <laughs> everything on top of everything. <laughs> Only in America. Do you, have you heard anything about that? Yeah, I have. I have not had a chance to see it yet from following Kumail, particularly on social media. I know that um, capturing and, and really kind of bridging a divide between um natural American experiences and immigrant um, American experiences are something that is extremely important to him. But I also think it's something that's extremely important to just uh, a global and certainly a national conversation to really kind of talk about what it is like to, to be an immigrant today. Obviously it's different for so many different people, but I think that's something that is, is extremely important today particularly in america particularly Everywhere. because we are in yeah i mean we're well we're in a huge immigrant crisis because our president is awful um and so it's something that is coming on the cusp of such hatred so to really kind of share these stories um especially right now is very very important and very just like you know just again kind of just uh, piercing through some of the hatred and some of the bigotry that is uh, so dominant right now, particularly. Another trend I sort of been reading about big stars coming in several shows. One, for example, is a show called Hunters, which is coming on Amazon in February, and that stars, for example, Al Pacino. Do you know anything about that? Um, <clears throat> my understanding is that that is executive produced by Jordan Peele, and I think that was the first thing that kind of struck me because he is definitely kind of acing the TV game right now with 
um, the wonderfully uh, rebooted Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone is my favorite series of all time, so I was very, very cautious about that coming back again. But everything in Jordan Peele's hands is good. Almost everything. I mean, I was I was a little bit more lukewarm on us than a lot of other people. But Mm -hmm. yes, it's he he's definitely a very fascinating filmmaker to watch for sure. But yeah, Hunters is uh, it's my understanding. It it follows or is centered on uh, a band of Nazi hunters in 1977, New York City and stars Al Pacino. Um, and I believe this is Al Pacino's first TV series ever. Yeah, at like, what is he now, 84? I know, I know. <laughs> he has a year this year, Al Pacino. <laughs> Oscar nominated. <laughs> just, just remarkable. So I know that's going to be major. I think this is part of, um, I think this is Amazon. So, yeah. And then a- another big star sort of right out of Hollywood is Kate Blanchett. She's starring, and I think she's actually producing it herself in a show called Mrs. America, where she plays a, a real character, a conservative woman named Phyllis Shafley, I think, and Uzu Aduba. She's Shirley Chisholm, and Rose Byrne plays Gloria Steinem. And this sounds really interesting. I am not against women. I am not against women working outside the home. But what I am against is the women's liberation movement. Who the hell is Phyllis Shafley? We need to get the word out quickly. We want the right to be a mother, the right to be a wife. The libbers want to create a sex-neutral feminist totalitarian nightmare. Do you know what you're saying has no basis in fact? Our movement is about fighting the oppression of all women. We do not want housewives thinking that we are against them. We are against them. Revolutions are messy. How long are we supposed to wait? How much time do we give people to adapt to change? Or am I the only one who's so fucking tired of waiting? It's a mini, it will be a mini series and it tells the true story of the movement to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, among backlash led by Phyllis Schlafly, who's a deep conservative. So, and, and on a lighter note, have you seen the lineup of guest stars on This Is Us this year? I know. Actually, Sophia Bush made her debut last night. Oh, how I didn't see it. How was it? Uh, it's good. She is. Uh, it's interesting. She uh, is. It looked like she was going to play a love interest for Kevin, mm-hmm. um, who is one of the uh, Pearson triplets. But uh, she is married, so I don't know mm, how that's going to how that's going to. Kevin has a knack. He has a knack for dating women who are married. So I don't know what's going to become of this new one. But they say that she has an arc, so I guess she's not going away anytime soon, so it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Mm-hmm. And then John Legend was also in uh, last night's episode. John Legend, that's pretty good. And then, and Pamela Adlon. I know, I love Pamela Adlon. So between this and the new season they've announced of Better Things, we'll get our a nice little little dose of Pamela Adlon this season. Which I'm, I mean, I love her to pieces, so that's very exciting. All for that, yeah. (laughs) And then 
Another thing, of course, is that there's two major franchises, if we can call them that, that that are coming back. One is is the is Ryan Murphy, who who seems to always be on TV now. He has a new a show coming up on Netflix called Hollywood, and and I love um, these type of if they're I mean. Not all are successful, but these sort of love letters to the golden age of Hollywood. And this one is starring Darren Chris. Have you heard anything about this? No, not much. I knew about uh, the return of American Crime Story. And I know that he has just a bunch of, like he has this Netflix deal. So I know he has like a bunch of other series coming out. Um, I was not a fan of The Politician at all. I thought it was Me neither. terrible. <laughs> so I'm hoping that Hollywood is significantly better. Um, but let's see. I, I From what I'm reading about it, it's going to, as you said, look at Hollywood and the sex industry specifically and how um, everything has changed and nothing has changed. And you mentioned the... American Crime Story, which this time around will be called Impeachment and is going to be about the Clinton Lewinsky sex scandal. Do we want to see that? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm totally I'm totally for yeah. it. I'm interested to see how uh, how he'll um, how him and his team will uh, address that and, and really tell that story. Beanie Beanie Feldstein, I believe, is playing Monica Lewinsky. So yes, and she's great. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I enjoy her. So we'll we'll see. I mean, that's a very inspired choice. For Monica Lewinsky, uh, just because, you know, Beanie is relatively new and, and, and um, Monica Lewinsky is a very uh, interesting and complicated figure that I hope that Beanie can take on. Do you know anything about who's playing the Clintons? I don't. I haven't. I haven't heard anything about that. I just knew the Beanie Feldstein because that struck me. And then there's another trend that I was reading about, and that's the about childhood sitcoms. Um, Aquafina, there's a sitcom about her when she was little and then one about The Rock when he was little. What do you make of this trend? I, you know, it's interesting. I didn't even realize that this, that uh, Nora from Queens is uh, semi-autobiographical. But I guess that makes sense mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it. I actually got a chance to watch all of uh, Nora from Queens and Nora from Queens is just, I, I'm a huge Aquafina fan. So Me I'm too. just, I'm elated. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think people are really trying to connect with audiences that are underserved, which is a new goal. I feel like that's not something that a lot of people did before. And part of that is really understanding where we came from and understanding uh, trying to connect with people that, you know, one of the things that Aquafina has con- constantly talked about is this, this you know, this uh, this idea that she's like this huge superstar and she's like no I'm really like this girl from Queens Mm -hmm. and she's been saying that forever and so this is kind of a way to really kind of illustrate what she's been what she's been saying this whole time like you know she's 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 not like this like huge like pretentious A-list person she's Nora from Queens and so yeah and 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 Nora from Queens is like it's 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 funny. It's very her. It's very kind of just like I don't have myself together, but uh, I'm trying. It's very millennial. Mm-hmm. Hey, Nora. Man, your parents got you on trash duty too. Aren't you like 27? You need help buying liquor? No. Oh. <laughs> what happened? I live with my parents. 
Grandma loves Nora. Ow! I wish I had purpose like you, you dumb Hey, boy. We need to find you a job. Pull over now or I'm calling the cops. That's the prize, but Have a good one. Like... Oh! oh, my God. I got it out of here. I need my social security number. Do you have it? You don't know your own social security number? A lot of people don't know their social security numbers. And if I can make it work, anyone can make it work. The Rock is going to be interesting. Um, he has, to me, always been this gigantic star, like a gigantic celebrity. Uh, so it definitely doesn't surprise me that he's continuing to take on more and more projects. I mean, this guy works harder than I have seen anybody mm-hmm. do in recent history. Um, but yeah, and I think a lot of, there's been a lot of conversation particularly between black and brown media like you know because of his similar background we get a little bit of it in the last um Hobbs and Shaw movie so we get a little bit of like his similar background in that but the constant question has always been like you know he's so white identified in Hollywood that it would be interesting to see okay like what what where did you come from? What is this background? What it like kind of demystifying and de uh yeah, demystifying what people have kind of been like kind of interrogate interrogating about him for years now. A couple of the networks released uh, or announced some new shows that they have coming up um this year and and a couple Several of them were kind of flashbacks to my time, I was going to say. But one is a show called Clarice, um, which is about the year after Silence of the Lambs, the movie, I mean, about her life after. And the other is 30-something else, um, which is about that sort of beloved uh, show with Ken Olin and, and um, Patricia Yeah, and, and- I, in general, just am not a fan of any uh, reboots or... Yeah, reimaginings or anything like that. Well, then you can't be watching much because that's all they're doing nowadays. <laughs> I know. Well, well, with the exception of all the shows that we just mentioned, true, all true. of those are original shows. Very nice. And so, and, so and, and then there's, yeah, there's place. I mean, Silence of the Lambs is one of the greatest movies ever across any genre. Um, and I... Uh, I mean, obviously, Clarice is a very interesting character. I'd, I'd be interested to see what they do with that. This is like, I think they did Hannibal like recently, mm-hmm. uh, the last like decade. They've done Hannibal, so there, there's a lot of fodder when it comes to Silence of the Lambs sub stories. Um, and so, I guess I'm not particularly surprised. And then someone I love is. Um an old SNL great Keenan Thompson is getting his own show he's one of the mainstays of SNL he's been there for years and years and now he's getting his own sitcom called The Keenan Show and I'm a little bit skeptical because I I tend all this sort of SNL people who get sitcoms are very seldom in my opinion good um but I'm hoping for this one. What do you say? Yeah, I mean Keenan is the longest standing uh actor on SNL today and has been for several years. <laughs> um, so it doesn't surprise me that he would try to break out. Although my understanding, because um, I got really confused when I heard about this, because I thought that this, he'd been trying to do this for several years. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this had had tried, like he tried to do this and it failed, tried to do this and it failed. So I am not very confident about it, but do I think that he deserves it? For sure. Oh, he does. But yeah, I, 
Yeah, I think I think he's tried this at least two other times, my understanding. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I love him. I hope he's not leaving us for now. That that would make their, you know, the longest standing, you know, actor on the show would be, be leaving. But my understanding is that he would be doing both. Um, kind of like how A.D. Bryant is doing Shrill and SNL. Um, and of course, Kate McKinnon is like this huge movie star now and the MVP of SNL as well. So yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, Christine, I mean, there's so, so many of them have gone on to do great things. I mean, the list goes on and on with like Adam Sandler and Eddie Murphy and, and Bill Murray and just Will a Ferrell, bunch. Yeah. So yeah. And another one of my absolute favorites, what do you know about Succession season three? Not much, except that it's happening. Yes, <laughs> yes it's definitely happening. But uh, and I believe they're in production as we speak. But yeah, uh, I, I'm excited about that. I, I doubt there's a, this is probably not going to return until the fall, I would imagine. Well, sounds like a good, uh, like a really good season we have ahead of us. Um, just on another note, we were talking about Aquafina. Um, not to end on a sad note, but aren't you, I'm so upset that she didn't get Oscar nominated for The Farewell. I, yeah, I am actually infuriated that she didn't get, uh, she didn't get uh, nominated for an Oscar for The Farewell. I actually thought that she was the best lead uh, performance of last year. Um, and so I thought that she should have been nominated, but also should have won. I mean, the same thing goes for Jennifer Lopez, who I think that she should have been nominated as well as won for her performance in Hustler. Yeah. So huge. Yeah. And I was I was 100 percent sure about those two, actually, in my sort of nomination predictions. But but um, I'm looking forward to seeing Aquafina on uh, Nora and um, other scenes. And thank you so much, Candace. So maybe I can call you back again um, soon and talk about what's happening in the fall. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much to Candace Frederick. You can follow her on Twitter at Real Talker. That's R-E-E-L Talker. And thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your shows and follow us and send your comments on Twitter at Pod Pop Culture or to me at Christina Biro. This show was edited by Julia Scott and I'm Christina Jarling Biro. See you next time. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> I know, right?